Hello and welcome to another episode of You're Not On Your Own with me, Mariah. A few months back, we had a episode, episode 22 on the podcast about social media, where me and my friend Sean discussed our thoughts on the goods and bads of social media. And we realized we had a lot of concerns over child safety online, in particular our own family members. So this episode kind of follows on from that. And we will be joined with Hannah, who is a policy officer in the child safety online team at the NSPCC. Hannah will be discussing with us the dangers of children and young people being online, such as grooming, cyberbullying and inappropriate content and we'll be discussing how to deal with those situations. Also be advising us on how we can keep our young people and children safe but without invading their privacy. I'm now joined with Hannah. Hannah can you start off by telling us a little bit about the NSPCC and what you do? Yeah of course. So the NSPCC is a leading children's charity fighting to end child abuse in the UK. So we use voluntary donations to help children who've been abused to rebuild their lives, to protect children at risk and to prevent abuse from from happening in the future. So we provide services um, like our Childline service, uh, which is a safe and confidential phone line for children to call um, 365 days a year if they have um, any worries or want someone confidential to speak to. Um, And also our NSPCC helpline provides adults with a place to get advice and support. So I'm on the Child Safety Online team here at the NSPCC. So we work to prevent online abuse and stop this abuse from happening on social media sites, websites and games. And Hannah, what are the dangers for children and young people being online? We know that the internet is a really, really wonderful place for, for children to, to be. There's great resources online. It helps them stay connected with their friends and their family, which, as we all know, has been um, really important in, in the lockdown because it's been such a vital source of communication to stay in contact with everyone. And it's also been a really, really important place for children to learn. So, um, you know, again, seeing that in the pandemic with children um having their, their lessons online so it's really important that we remember that despite some of the dangers that we see online children do have a right to access all of the benefits of the internet in a safe manner just as adults do but um as we all know there are there are risks online that um, we all need to be mindful of if if your child is 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 online and using using the internet and some of these things can be things like grooming or expo- exposure to inappropriate or explicit content and so we can talk about some tips to kind of mitigate that later on. But um, so online sexual grooming or sexual exploitation and as a kind of exposure to the content are the three most um, important things I think that every parent should be aware of when they're considering their child's online safety. And with this being said, how can parents educate their children about the dangers of being online? Are there like any resources that they could use? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um there are lots of resources that parents can can kind of use online. I think the, the best way to think about keeping your, your child safe online is really to have regular and open conversations about online safety with your children. So it's really important to, to work together as a family and think about what do they like to do online? Um, how are they communicating with people online? Um, how can they, how can you as a family work to kind of mitigate the risks that they might, might face when they're online so they can they can use the online world in a, in a safer manner. So we have um, at the NSPCC what we call the TEAM acronym. So that's to talk, explore, agree and manage online safety. So um, 
continue to, to talk to each other regularly about what they're doing online, how to stay safe, and make sure that they know they have they have you um, or another trusted adult to um, come to if they are feeling worried or upset about anything they've seen online. And that's really, really important so that children know that they have someone they can come to, especially as children might often not recognise um, some of the harms that are happening online. But if there's something that's worrying them online, you want them to make sure that they've got someone that they can come to so they can get help. E is to explore, so to explore together what your your child does online, what are their normal online activities. Um, it's really important that uh, parents and carers can think about understanding why children like to use certain apps and games, you know, make sure they know what they can do in that space to kind of keep themselves safe. So that would be kind of the parent thinking about the parental controls. And agree is to agree your own online rules as a family. So um, we have an online uh, a family agreement template that can be found online, which is a really great way to kind of set the boundaries for the online space and how your children use the internet so that we, you know, there's set agreements about what, what they can and can't do online. And, and M is for manage. So manage the technology settings, the parental settings and all the other settings like that to make sure that you can keep your child safe online. Yeah, and then in terms of resources... The NSPCC website has lots of online safety information and we also have a website that the NSPCC has co-created with the O2 with O2 um, called NetAware. And so this is a guide to the latest app sites and games um, that are really popular with children and it's a way to kind of evaluate the risks that, that, that might be on those sites and help parents be as informed as they can be about about what children are doing online because we know many parents are kind of unsure about what children are doing and what the different apps are especially as um, sometimes you know it feels like every week there's a new uh, there's a new kind of app or game that children are children are all playing together online no yeah definitely that sounds um really good and if a parent finds out that their underage child is using social media i think that that underage is like under 13s isn't it under 13s yeah um what should they like do if they find they're underage and using social media yeah so i think whilst lots of these websites have a kind of an age limit or age rating of 13 that doesn't necessarily correspond to the kind of the safety of the site itself that's kind of just it's based on what the websites in in terms of data protection what those sites think the age rating should be not really to do with with safety of the website so it's really important to remember that whilst they do have these age ratings we know that children do access these sites and there are ways to mitigate these risks and it's really important to think about what what are the children doing online and what um what risks might they be facing online so if you do find out that your child is accessing um different social social media sites apps um games or websites that you think aren't age appropriate for them it might be a good idea to have a conversation with them to explore um you know really what are their reasons for wanting to use the app i think it's a really good idea to explore the app and website together to think about you know why might it not be appropriate what could they do to kind of what could you change in the settings to make it more appropriate for that child to play and it's really really important that you have those open conversations as i've said because Sometimes by reacting in a negative way, um, such as taking a device away, taking the phone away, or maybe restricting internet access, it can make it feel as if you as the parent or carer are unapproachable. um, And therefore, then if they do encounter an online problem in the future, they won't want to come to you for advice and support. And that's really, really important. So we always recommend to have those open and regular online safety conversations, which can only help in instances like this 
if you find that they are using a site that um, isn't appropriate for their age. And with this being said, I think we touched upon it a little bit before, but what are the steps to ensure your child are being safe and how to how do you check without like crossing their or invading their privacy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think it's really important, parents and carers, to respect your child's privacy online. Um, it's an important part of growing up and it's it's really important for, um, you know, communicating with their school friends that they have the space where they can... Um, have those conversations and um, have that space that can be theirs. But as I said, it is important that you kind of make sure that you, you have an awareness of what they are doing online, that the children feel they have someone they can come and speak to. So as I mentioned, parents can access parental controls, which is really important to help kind of filter or restrict content on, on the apps. And you can also do that on your, your home Wi-Fi as well as on, on the phone itself and other things like the tablet or the game console they all have various different kind of parental controls that can be put in place and that's a really important kind of line and you can talk about in your family agreement as I spoke earlier about what um, children can and can't do online and that's really um, useful in in having those conversations about online safety. And as you were saying earlier as well um, social media can include like explicit content what could parents do if their children have been exposed to inappropriate content online yeah i think um i think the first thing to do is to is to reassure them that they've done the right thing by coming to you and ask them to to kind of explain to you how they came across it it's really important that they you, they feel you could they can talk to you about what they've seen also you know they might have questions that you can answer if they've seen something online that upsets or confuses them um, so this will really give you the opportunity to discuss that, why it is or isn't appropriate for their age, what kind of site did they, did they see this on, um, and again, you can reevaluate the parental controls um, in light of that. And yeah, it's really important to make sure that they know they've got someone to come to so they can speak to about that. And then, as, I, as I've said already, NetAware is a really great, great way to kind of have some of those conversations and think about the apps and what they might have what they might have seen online but as, yeah it's, it's the most important thing is to highlight that they've done the right thing by coming to you and you can help them kind of think about what they've seen and, and why it might have upset them as you're saying earlier as well grooming is a danger of of being online what are the signs of children or young person um, who is being groomed online what should you do if you feel your child is being groomed online and who should you contact yeah so it can be really difficult to tell if a child is being groomed online. The signs aren't always obvious. And especially in older children, it might kind of, the behaviours might come out as a, what might seem to be a kind of normal teenage behaviour, but um, then masking some kind of underlying problems. But there are a few signs you can look out and what some of these signs might include. Being very secretive about how they're spending their time, particularly when in, in how they're spending their time online maybe having money or new things that they, they can't or won't explain, like clothes or mobile phones, underage drinking or drug taking, spending more or less time online on their devices. It doesn't necessarily correlate that if, if a child is being um, um, groomed online, that they are spending more time online, they may kind of be, you know, retreating from that online space and looking to, to spend less time on there. They may be particularly upset, withdrawn, um, or distressed about character or they may be showing sexualized behavior language or an understanding of sex that's, that's not appropriate for their age so they're just a kind of a few of the examples that um of things you might um, might notice or spot um, if you think a child is being online 
and it's important to say as well that um, a child is unlikely to, to know that they've been groomed. They might be worried or confused and therefore less likely to speak to an adult they trust. But it's important that if they do come forward to you or you spot some of these signs, you can have some of those conversations um, to talk to your child. So if a child does talk to you about grooming, it's important to listen carefully to what they're saying. Let them know that they've done the right thing by telling you really highlight that you know this is not their fault and you do take them seriously it's really key to not confront the alleged abuser and to be really clear about what you're going to do next what um you know report what the child has has told you as soon as possible and in terms of who you can report this to you can contact your local child protection services or the police to report concerns about any type of grooming whether that's online in person or or both and CEOP as well, um, make reporting online grooming easy. So whether you're a parent or carer, or you're worried about another adult or young person in your life, you can you can make a report to, to CEOP online. Um, and then on top of this, the NSPCC helpline is there to offer advice for adults who are concerned about a child who may be groomed, or if they think that they know a child who's being groomed online or in person. Also, some young people may face pressures from their peers in regards to sexting and sending inappropriate images to one another. Um, Then there is the risk, again, like that image could be sent around to others and spread. If this has happened to a parent's child, what advice would you give the parent and what could they do to report it? Yeah, so I think if, if a parent or carer does find out that a child has been sending, sharing or receiving sexual messages, um, which could be photos or videos, you may feel kind of upset by that and it's natural natural to feel like this, but your children are, will also be really anxious in talking to you about what's happened, so there are some ways you can kind of reassure them. I think it's really important to, to highlight that this is, you don't want to make them feel like this is their fault. They're probably worried and they're coming to you for advice, so it's important to identify um, some more information around the context, so who... Has the image been sent to or sent from? Was it taken um, or shared onwards non-consensually? Who was it sent to? And then kind of making sure that um, you reassure that that child and offer them support. And along those lines as well, it's really important to think about asking open questions. So that could be what happened rather than why have you done this? Because you don't want to stop them opening up to you. And then this is a, this is another key time. It's really important to make sure you can have those conversations around how how you should be treating others online or what isn't and is and isn't inappropriate online behaviour because that's something that's really important for children to be kind of aware of. And you know, it's it's really important to make sure that you have the conversation with your children regularly about healthy relationships online to make sure that the children have an awareness of. Um, you know what what isn't isn't um, okay and make sure that they know they have someone they can come to if 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 some of this you know inappropriate images or or sending news happens happens to them or their peers and um some of the ways you can kind of report those those sexual images or videos are the nspcc has created a tool called report remove uh which can be found online it's part of the childline website um and that helps children report any sexual images that um they may have shared online um, and that can help them to get that image removed from the internet so that's a really really um, important tool that i think you know we want everyone to be aware of and they can also again contact childline um or contact seop if they're worried about um 
you know, a broader context of, of grooming or, or sexual exploitation involved. And you can also then make a report on the social media platform themselves where the image or video is shared um, to try and get that image removed. In terms of cyberbullying, if your child is being bullied or trolled online, um, what would the best way to handle the situation be and how do you report it? Yeah, so I think um, it's, it's really important, again, that if your child receives a message from a friend that upsets them, you know, you want to remind them that, that you know, she never send hurtful comments back, even if they are hurt or angry online. It's, again, that's a way to bring in that conversation around how to treat people online and relationships in the online space. Um, if your child has been upset by a friend, you can kind of talk to their um, the parent or getting advice from your child's teacher where they'd have policy and procedures in place for this. And it's important to acknowledge that, you know, your child has come forward to you to talk about their feelings um, if that's been a falling out. And as I said, yes, yeah, so involving thinking about um, is this happening in the school context is an important way to think about dealing with bullying. Um, and also you might be able to report some of this to a social media company if it's with regards to trolling to block block those users or get the content removed. And lastly, if you're worried that about your child being radicalised or viewing content with extreme views, where could you go for help? Yeah, so um, at the NSPCC, we do provide um, help and support to adults worried about the radicalisation of a child. Um, and so you can contact the helpline about that. And children can also contact Childline if they're worried about being influenced by other people or worried about terrorism. Um, and so the children can contact Childline on 0800 1111 or through the Childline website. And as I said, the, the helpline offers that safe, non-judgmental space for, for parents and other adults to come and um, speak to someone confidentially about if they think a child might be a significant risk of harm. And so adults can contact that helpline on 0808 800 5000 or again, help at nspcc.org.uk. Oh, thank you, Hannah. Thank you. Unfortunately, it is the end of the episode. I hope this episode has helped you. I'd like to say thank you to Hannah and the NSPC for taking part. And I'll leave in the description links to the websites in which Hannah has mentioned, along with their helpline. So do go and check them out if you do need help and advice. I'll also leave the NSPCC's socials in the description. So do go ahead and give them a follow. Um, also please do remember to follow the podcast and the twitter at not on your own one as well now the podcast has instagram i'm getting better at this social media stuff so i'll also leave that in the description as well thank you so much for listening and yeah i guess i'll see you next time